Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 135 at Edmonton Royal Pizza. Pizza passes much, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offering curbside pickup. Takeout options for menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store, the Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza's The Mediterranean Chicken. Well, as promised, uh, we are going to bring aboard from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Oilers analyst Drew Remenda. Hello, Drew. How are you doing? I'm good, Robert. You haven't changed that, uh, that recommendation. Eh? You're still sticking with the Mediterranean Pizza. I'm still sticking with Mediterranean Chicken, but I am going to have a little bit of fun with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple friends that uh, do not work in our line of work that easily could work in our yeah. line of work. One guy's name is Jack and one guy's name is Doug. And they know yeah. sport. They Put it this way. You know how much of a know-it-all I think I am. Uh, yeah. These two... The, these, the, <laughs> These two guys could give me a bit of a run, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. And Jack is a huge fan of the San Francisco uh, Giants in in Major League Baseball. Right. Like, like he goes down and goes to, you know, a three-game or four-game homestand every year. Uh, And so he listens. I believe the station... Is it KNBR? Is that the what, what's yeah. the radio station? Is that the yeah. station you're on? And he yeah, every time, yeah. yeah. How how often do you do you still do uh, that station? Um, during the season, uh, I get on. The, they call me once a month. They've got uh, Tom Tolbert, who used to play in the NBA. Yes, um, is, is the is the big host with uh, he and, and Brooks and Krugs, and they um, they call me all the time, especially during the playoffs. I was just on with them last week. Yeah. I, uh, I love going on with them. They're still like Tom and I are, are friends, um, like you and I. So we, um, you know, even though we work in the same business, uh, you know, we consider you a friend and consider Tom a friend. So um, they like to keep me on and, and bring me on and uh, have some fun. Yeah. Well, Jack reached out last week and said, "Bob, you should have heard Drew on KNBR. He was awesome. You got to get him on the show again." So yeah, uh, I can get away with I can get away with things on KNBR. I can't get away with things on Canadian radio. <laughs> Especially with you. <laughs> now, is that because of political views, or is that because of what you might say about the about the hockey team at certain times? What I might say about anything at any time. We, we get into some pretty weird uh, um, areas. That's all I'll say. How's that? You and I can talk after. We'll be off the air. I just had Troy Murray on and was joking about uh, drinking agents in the States. I'm like, how can they send a guy to war at 18, but he can't have a drink? Uh, right and and then and then about legalized legalized pot right like what do we wait for like that's that's legalize it and tackle like i don't i don't even i i've never i could never smoke right i was never cigarette smoker when i worked up north in reforestation like my guys all did it i never got into that thing i drank a lot of baileys but i never did that stuff (laughs) which is not to judge go do your thing man it's fine as long as as long as the government's getting their percentage i'm completely comfortable with it well (laughs) so there you go we're all over the map today uh let's transition uh you know it's a process for a team to learn how to win did we see a bit of that saturday afternoon against chicago you know an experienced team with you know championship pedigree with one of the great two-way players in the game driving it for them against a team that 
you know, has, has, hasn't had any kind of consistent success. Yeah, I would say that the, uh, the experience is, I, I think, proved anyway really valuable in, in game one. They got scored on first, got scored on early, and there was nothing rattling their cage with Chicago Blackhawks. And they've been there, done that. Plus, they've, to be fair, they've had a better record against the Oilers in the last couple of years. So, understandably, you look at that and go, okay, they're, they're going to be a confident group. But when I look at the Edmonton Oilers, um, a lot of it, I think, was self-inflicted wounds. The one thing that we have seen this year from the Oilers, and especially from from Dave Tippett and that coaching staff, whenever there was a little bit of a fallback, whenever there was a little bit of a a, a slip in the principles of their play, their their system, they would always go back to the base. How many times did we watch in practices this year where Dave would go back to that rudimentary defensive zone coverage drill that they did? Puck goes into the zone, guys go in, stop. Everybody gets to their position, everybody knows where they're supposed to be, go. And then they play it all five on five until the puck gets out. And it was all, he always went back to that every single time to hit the, hit the, the, the retask button. And so when I look at the game and you look at the goals, and if you struggle five on five defensively in your own zone and you struggle with the puck five on five defensively, chances are you're going to struggle with it when you're a man down as well so i have complete faith that even in the video meetings or whatever options they were, they were able to do and to uh, retask that team that they went back to that went back to their base said this is where we have to take care of business we're good enough that we're going to score goals we're good enough that we're going to be able to have offensive um, prowess when we get the opportunity let's make sure we take care of this part first he did it all season long, and all season long it worked. Yeah. Well, do you think this is a more mature group than the one Todd McClellan had back in sixteen seventeen? Yeah, I do. But I also think that the the maturity level obviously is going to because they've had experience. Um, they they've been in the league longer. They have grown into. I mean, if you if you look at say that the, the core who we always talk about, they have grown into young men now they are men now they're not not the young boys that came in they're not in awe of anybody out there because most most players are in awe of the top two guys that the Oilers have right most, well most almost every single one of them are in awe of those guys they're no longer in awe of everybody else in the the situation they're in i think also the coaching staff is has approached it differently um you know i can't talk enough about the job that 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 coaching staff has done this year. The the fact that Jimmy Playfair sometimes won't even talk to Oscar until the next day after the game and say, hey, a couple of things I want to talk to you about, and then talk to him. Or with Ethan Bear, he'll walk over to Ethan Bear and say, hey, that play, it didn't go our way, but that what, what you tried there, going up through the middle, right idea. Just got to make it quicker. You know, the way and some guys, he just... He just leaves alone. Some guys he's got the arm around. But I, I look at the way that the guys have been coached. They're coached in a more mature way. And they, they don't, they're not holding their hands anymore. It's not, it's not, I'm not trying to slight Todd and his coaching staff at all. I'm just saying that the, the approach by the coaches is coaching in a more mature way because they're a more mature group. Yeah, I might argue that when you look at the actual depth of the forwards, that the, the group that Todd had, I mean, 
Pouliot can play in the league as a third liner. You wish he was more consistent. Uh, right. the, the San Jose series, you had Maroon with McDavid and Drysaddle to start, and you had Nugent Hopkins with Lucic and Eberle, and they were a real good line for the final 20 games of the year. And then, uh, you know, Kajula and Seminoff kind of broke through and, you know, kind of made some plays. Happen Cassian had a big game two in game three, and Edmonton lost game one against San Jose. Came back, won the series in six, and I'm thinking of the seven nothing loss. Uh, Drew, you were not. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think you were no. on. Uh, I think Louie was there, but I just remember yeah. thinking that night. Well, we're going to find out what this group's got coming off. This is different, though. This is a best of five, not a best of three. Uh, so we're, yeah. I think we're going to get a pretty good idea tonight, don't you? As to where absolutely, absolutely, and you have to. If you don't bring it, I mean, this is it's so weird. The best of five because if you lose game one, game two comes in almost an automatic. You know, need to or have to win. Right. If, if you look at, if you wait to look at New York uh, Carolina game today, um, New York tried, but Carolina just was better, and they they've got now they've got the two nothing lead, and everybody's talking about the Rangers being back on the heels. Winnipeg to start off this game here, they've they've started out real well, but you look at the way the games have been played, Bob Boy, and I look at the, the Columbus game last night, um, yeah. the way the Montreal played against Pittsburgh. I, those are the those are the teams that you've just got to be solid in your own zone. You've got to put the puck in the right place. Yep. You've got to get the puck out when you get the opportunity. Be solid in your own zone. And I, 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 and I don't think. I know the owners have that ability in them because we saw it all year long. Every time they'd slip, reset or retest the satellite and then back at it. Just a quick update, spoiler alert for everybody out there. There's one nothing Winnipeg after one on a goal by Jansen Harkins. Calgary, a little undisciplined, gave Winnipeg a five-on-three. They killed it off, but Adam Lowry has just scored off a Josh Morrissey uh, shot attempt to the net. It bounced off Lowry, and he swept it past Cam Talbot. Two-nothing for the Jets. Uh, we're talking right now to Drew Remendip, Oilers television analyst during the course of the year. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. So, Drew, here we are. It's, it, you know... Um, it's interesting. Adrian Dater made a comment about Connor McDavid's yeah. personality. Uh, I, I'm a little like Adrian's. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Let's establish that. Adrian uh-huh. watched a very good hockey team in Colorado for a number of years, though he didn't watch the Hard Miles in Quebec City when you know Joe Sakic never won a playoff series with the Nordiques. You know, Dale Hunter won a playoff series or two in Quebec, but yep. Joe, Joe Sackick never did. They had some pretty good support players there at that time, too. But once they got, it's funny, eight years in, they started winning, and that's when Patrick Waugh showed up. Uh, anyhow, he made the comment about uh, Connor being personality deficient. I'm always leery. You know, we're on the plane, and even then I'd feel a little bit uncomfortable, Drew, sort of saying, well, this guy's like this. Because I don't know what a guy's yeah. like when, when when they're under duress, under pressure. You know, who stays positive? Who gets a little negative? Who gets snipey? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We, it's like when we watch a coach behind the bench and we think we know what the guy's like. You know, and, and it's not. We, we're seeing a glimpse of who they are. Right. As far as... Adrian Gator's comment about that he's personality, Connor's personality deficient and he doesn't um, inspire. How would he know? <laughs> and the only people that know that, whether Connor inspires or not, are the people that play with Connor and they're in that room or on that ice with him or on that bench with him. Those are the only people that know. Coaches would know, of course, as well. And as far as personality deficient, I, I disagree with that. Connor, we have seen over the years, 
start to show us his personality. The kid's 18 when he comes to the league, and he is the phenom. He is the next great one. And he comes into the Edmonton Oilers, who have the greatest of all time. And he comes in with a press that is all over him every single day. And so an 18-year-old, and he's very, very guarded in yes. how he speaks and what he, yes. what he says and how he says it. But as we see as he gets older, and I go back to when Peter Shirelli was fired um, the previous season, and I see what he said. I see that... That, that moment that he was standing, if you don't believe in this team, yes, we all still believe in this team, I'm paraphrasing, but if you don't believe in this team, then there's the door. See you later. You don't belong in this dressing room. And we saw more of it. At the end of that year, he was, yes, of course I'm frustrated. Absolutely, I want things to change around here. And he had a little bit more fire. And if you don't think the kid has fire, check out every once in a while when he is shown on the bench and he's flipping that stick around. You know how he always is. He's got it upside yep. down. He's flipping that stick and flipping that stick. That's getting ready to go. That's fire. And, that's fire. That may not, it may not burn as brightly for some people that we want to see, but he's got an internal drive that I don't, I don't think you can doubt. You, you can't be as great as Connor is and has put the numbers up that Connor has through, through his first really infantile years in the National Hockey League. You can't do what Connor's done without being fiery, without having that, that passion, without inspiring, without being, having a personality. He's got a strong ego, and he's a confident young man. And I don't think you can sit from afar and sit from 5,000 feet up and go, well, he's this. And let's not forget, in game one, he got three points. I know. For crying out loud. Like, they had some tough moments. They'll all admit they have to be better. You know, Drew, and I don't want people taking this the wrong way, but there's no guarantee Edmonton comes back in this series against Chicago. The numbers would suggest that the Hawks are in a good position. 85% of the time you win game one and a best of five you win the series. But I will tell you right now, uh, Chicago, by the time Taze and Kane got there, they already had Keith and Seabrook. The Oilers, have, with uh, with Broberg and Bouchard coming, and Clefbaum, Nurse, and Bear, the Oilers have a makings of a really good defense that wasn't totally there when, when Connor and Leon started to ascend. And that's why I'm confident that they're re- like I've already got people telling me if they don't win t- if they don't win this game tonight they're gonna blow it up like if I the mistake they made is they tried to they tried to uh, bypass a step in their evolution right with a couple trades instead of just hundred percent right you know what I'm talking about we watched the guy exactly yesterday right so yep. Yep. Uh, so a great point by you all right Edmonton win final question for Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey and Rogers Drew. In 45 seconds or less, the Oilers win tonight if what happens? They manage the puck properly. They play uh, not only well in their defensive zone, but excellent in their defensive zone. They make sure they protect the house, and they get on the board with their special teams. And they did that last time, and their special teams has really been great this year. But they have to make sure, first and foremost, they take care of their own end with the puck and without it. Great stuff, Drew. Thanks for your time, man. Enjoy the games. We'll talk again. Thanks, Al. Good talking to you again. You guys are sounding great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Flattery will get you everywhere.
<laughs> from NHL Hockey and Rogers, that is Drew Remenda. A number of years ago, uh, I used to listen to the John Short Show, and there was a guy that used to help John out. His name's Colin Ruddle. Uh, he's a terrific guy. He's uh, a passionate Edmontonian and Albertan, and uh, like many people, his uh, his business, uh, you know, uh, there were some challenging times. He owns a company called Wow Factor Desserts, and he's back up and at him. Uh, you can visit Wow Factor Desserts. They've got uh, at WowFactorDesserts.com. They've got great product uh, for those of you that have a sweet tooth, and and I do, which is why I might be a couple pounds heavier than I'd like. Uh, they got awesome cheesecakes and cakes and those sort of things. So. Check them out at wowfactordesserts.com. 151 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. An interesting this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 154 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Tomorrow, a recap of tonight's game. Again, the uh, face-off show, 6 p.m. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, and myself. Puck drop at 8.30. Game two, Edmonton and the Hawks. The oil need to be a lot better. We'll have a recap tomorrow. Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and Horse Racing Alberta, who present live racing every Friday and Sunday evening. They are complying with AHS regulations. No spectators out at Century Mile, but you can go online to hbibet.com to watch and wager. To this day in Oilers history, here's Brennan Escott. Back in 2005, the Oilers acquire Mike Pekka from the New York Islanders in exchange for Mike York and a conditional pick in the 2006 draft, which turned into Kevin Montgomery. I believe that was 110th overall. Uh, Pekka played just one season at Edmonton. It was a memorable one. He helped them reach the cup final in 05-06. He had 11 points in the playoffs that year. So in the morning on that day, the Edmonton Oilers had a press conference at their old uh, Northwest office to announce the Chris Pronger trade. Uh, and there may have been an Edmonton sports personality who asked Kevin Lowe a pointed question. Now, Kevin, would there be perhaps a forward with Canadian Olympic pedigree that's on an organization that's got to get uh, cap compliant that might be available that would make sense for the Edmonton Oilers to get? And then uh, later in the day, Mike Pekka was an Edmonton Oiler. Anyhow, uh, it was interesting uh, because uh, Pronger and Pekka's names were obviously out there. Uh, St. Louis and the Islanders were in a bit of a rebuild at that stage. Oilers went all the way to the Stanley Cup. Again, we'll have game two of the Oilers and the Hawks qualifier tonight. 6 p.m. face-off show, 8.30 puck drop. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the best of 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen and I. Rejoin you at 6 o'clock, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.